Hello, Heat Nation. You're listening to Locked On Heat, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for subscribing on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or in Himalaya. My name is David Rommel. Today's show is going to be a little different. Um, not sure if you've been keeping up with the news lately as far as what's going on with the Heat. There hasn't been a whole heck of a lot of news. But if you've been following me or any of the beat writers that cover the team regularly, you're probably aware that the Heat have made a couple of people available via conference call a couple of days ago. Uh, it was actually Goran Dragic hopping on a call. I was not part of that call, but I did get the audio of the call, and so I am including it in today's podcast. And it's a pretty open conversation with Goran and some of the other media members that cover the team regularly. They asked him about his family, about what it was like for him as you know a Slovenian citizen stuck here in the United States and knowing that he has family overseas that is also under threat of the coronavirus, obviously how he's making the adjustments as uh, an NBA athlete here in Miami and, and trying to keep in touch with other teammates and things of that sort. And it's a very good conversation because I think Goran, as always, is very open and friendly with media. And he was pretty forthcoming about his concerns, about going to the store and being concerned of catching something, about trying to, to keep his kids entertained and having fun with them during this hiatus. You, you're trying to make the most of it. And I think that applies to everybody. And while he might be uh, a player who's fairly well off, I mean, everybody's health is an issue at this point in time. There is no discrimination from that. And I think uh, to hear Goran explain it so well, I think, was a very good, again, a good conversation to understand his perspective and everything else. So that'll be the first segment of today's show. And then following that was a conversation with Eric Spolstra, which took place the following day. And Spolstra, like Goran, explained what was going on with him and his family, how he's trying to lead conversations with players and coaching staff, what he's trying to do to stay positive. So that was actually a much lengthier conversation. I actually am splitting that into two different segments. And again, just another very good conversation with Spo about what's going on and and concerns. I think it was a very humanizing conversation. If there's anything to take from the coronavirus and how it's impacted everybody's life is that it is a great equalizer. The rich, the poor, and almost everybody in between is affected by this in one way or another. And and while you could make arguments about uh, NBA players having luxuries that you know common people do not have, they still have legitimate concerns. They have family members. Um, they have other family members and acquaintances that aren't as well off, etc. So there's a lot to kind of process here. And, and there is a, a mental health aspect to all this, trying to stay focused, trying to stay positive, trying not to get too anxious. And I think it's something that we all feel to some degree or another. So that's why I kind of wanted to include these conversations. I know it's not really a show from the, the typical perspective of me offering my opinion or anything like that. But you'll hear media members ask Goron and Spo different questions and Again, trying to, to get their opinions on the state of the world, the state of the team, and everything else in between. So uh, I think it was necessary for you to kind of just take your mind off of things a little bit and focus on basketball, even if it is talking about the coronavirus and life at large. I, I, I still thought that you would appreciate those kind of conversations. So hopefully uh, you'll listen in. And if you have any questions or anything, as always, you can reach out to me via Twitter or email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com. So here, without further ado, is Goran Dragic. Goran, it's Ira. I'm just curious. We spoke a couple of weeks ago here on the podium. You spoke about how this hasn't hit your country as hard, and now so much has changed. 
what's it like to be so far from home while this is going on? And have you given any thought or any clearance to eventually now or at some point getting back home? Um, it's tough. It's tough because, uh, you know, my brother was stuck in Spain and his family was back in Slovenia and my parents were here. So last few days, they, it, uh, three days ago, they flew back home because they have to. The government said that all the Slovenian citizenship needs to get back. But my situation is different because uh, here is my home. We have a health insurance in America and uh, we're not thinking to go home, so we're going to stay here. And Goran, if the NBA does extend well into the summer and, and basically maybe just pick up and resume next season, I mean, would this be the first time you would go would have gone a full year without getting home? And how tough might it be to go that long without getting back to Slovenia? Um, yes, it would be a first time, but, um, you know, it's a crazy time, crazy situation right now with this virus. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm here to do my job. NBA going to continue to play games whenever that's going to start. I'm going to be here. So, um, you know, as long as everybody's safe. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different, you know, if I don't go home. But it doesn't matter. The family can come here and we can hang up here if all this, all this stuff with the virus is going to come down. What do you – first off, how – difficult is this for your wife and what do you tell your kids in a time like this about how the world is very different it seems already than what it was three or four weeks ago yeah you know my kid my tell is six and victoria is four so basically uh they're asking, asking questions and we try to explain what is going on but you know it's tough to understand at their age, they're asking why they're doing homeschooling and why they we why we always stay at home, and we try to you know try to tell them, but it's hard. Uh, for my wife, uh, I mean the good thing is I'm at home, so we all together, and the tough part is you know it's it's different. Every time when you go to the when you go to the store, you you're a little bit afraid, and um, you know you have those crazy thoughts, you know, what if you catch something and bring, bring back home, but, um, you know, so far we're cautious, we, we disinfect all the stuff, and, you know, we hang out, we are, we are isolated at home, and, I mean, isolated, we, we basically, we are home, we don't go out, so, uh, we're gonna manage, I mean, it's tough, but everybody is going through, and, you know, some families, they're in the apartments, so they cannot go out, at least we have backyard, we can go out and be around the house. So that's something that most of the people don't have it. Going if I can follow up, you said that your parents went back home a few days ago. Yeah. How yeah. nervous were you about about their about their travels? How what precautions did they have to take? Have you checked out I'm sure you've talked to them since they've been home, but are are they okay? I mean, are they I, nervous I, about leaving? I'm still nervous because, you know, they're saying even if you get infected, you don't show the symptoms. I mean, you can show the symptoms, but they said like five to 14 days. So um, they just got back home like three days ago. So everything is fine. They feel fine. Um, luckily, it was not a lot of people on the plane. So they, they were sitting, um, they were sitting um, only 
um, only my dad and my mom in the robe. But yeah, they have all the gloves, all the masks on, and you know they disinfect everything. Um, but the crazy thing was, um, at the same time, my uncle is here and my my both parents. So when we got to the airport, um, they could fly back home, but my 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 uncle is stuck here with us, so he's here, and that's something that is really crazy because Serbia. They close the borders and nobody can go back home. So, uh, different teams doing different things. Obviously, to stay connected. Um, I know you guys have to be kind of isolated and on your own. But kind of what, what have you guys been doing to kind of stay connected? You know, keep some what of a basketball conversation going. Um, is it just simple as text messaging each other? Are there other Zoom calls? Are there group workouts? Like what are we guys doing to kind of stay connected? Yeah, we we be. We text each other a little bit, and then I was talking to Jimmy and to UD. But every every day we do, we have a workout on Zoom with E4M. So we we um, we are doing the um, lifting weights. I mean, practice basically every day from 11 to 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 12:30, and it's it's fun, you know. At least at least you. Uh, you're not thinking about those hard times for for that one hour. You try to work out, and um, you know that's how we we talk over Zoom and see each other and work out together. So those are those are groups like team workouts, not individual, right? They're they're as a team, pretty much, right? Yeah, it's like it's a lot of guys are. You know, it's it's being coach Queenie, Efren, and a bunch of other guys and. You know, everybody has their own iPad, and and when you work out, you have all these um, basically squares. You can see everybody when you're working out. Very cool. And have you? How weird is it not being? I know there's bigger things, obviously, but not a lot of guys can't play basketball right now. Like I saw Duncan Robinson last week posted a video of him, a drill he's doing while laying in bed shooting a basketball. Like how how strange has that been for you guys? Who that's what you guys do? That I mean, most gyms are closed, and guys don't have. Don't have, they don't have hoops at their house. They can't. They can't play. Yeah, it, it, it is strange. But like you said, you know, the most important thing is, you know, um, it, each individual needs to be responsible for for their for their own actions and stay home because right now in this situation, it, it's crazy. And um, you know, if we can do that, I think that that's the smartest thing to do. Of course, it's hard not to play. You know the game that we love, and but you know we need to be strong in this and try to um, you know try to work together, but in in isolation. So I'm um, good. Just wanted to follow up with you on you know the family side. Normally, I know you don't get all the time to be home this time of year, but with you know the chance, how's that been to you know to spend more time with the kids and you know kind of connect with them and everything. You know now right now while they're home, you know how's that kind of been like to spend time with them more than, than maybe you normally would obviously at this time of the year. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's 24 seven. So basically you need to find animation, something to, you know, work with them. Of course they have homeschooling. So um, we, we're here trying to help them and, and, you know, to teach them and yeah, you know, try to, try to uh, watch some movies, play some games, um, just different stuff. Try to you know spend as much time together as we can. Of course, it's 
it's hard because you cannot go out, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Baron, it's Ira again. Um, obviously, you're going to be away from the game for a while, and if the game is restarted, it might look different schedule-wise and playoff-wise. I'm just curious, someone like you, how long do you think it would take for players, once they can get together, to really get back into NBA shape, number one? And number two, would you guys almost prefer, obviously, to go right to the playoffs, or do you think maybe a few regular season games to prepare for the playoffs would be needed? Uh, I mean, it, it, yeah, I would rather have a couple of, you know, friendly games and then start playoffs. But, um, yeah, we'll see what the league can decide. In the meeting. You know, for me personally, I'm working out, I'm running around the house, so I'm, maintain, I'm maintaining my shape. So when this thing going to be over, I think so for myself, I'm going to be in good shape. But like I said before, some guys, they cannot do that because they live in the apartment or something else. So definitely we're going to need a couple of weeks to prepare as a group, as an individual. And, um, yeah, I would rather have a couple of friendly games and maybe from there on go straight to playoffs. Lauren, it's Tim again. Have you spent any time thinking – Hey, maybe maybe we play Indiana in the first round. Maybe we play, you know, this team. Maybe we play Philly. Have you thought about matchups even at all? You know what? I mean, no one, of course, but. Yeah, it was funny thing because my uncle is here. He just read some article in Serbian journalist. They said if, they said the matchup if the playoff starts today. And he mentioned that, that we would play Indiana. So yeah, like a uh, couple of hours ago, I had a discussion this with my uncle, and um, yeah, I know it would be Indiana it would be a tough matchup. We played them twice or three times, and all it, it was joining the meeting. It was a close game at home, so yeah. But I think so. We still too far. I think so. We we still too far from playing. So. And also, Chief, do you know how, I mean, obviously it's spreading everywhere as, you know, as testing increases, you know, we're seeing more and more people have it, obviously, because more and more people are being tested. Yeah. What, what's your brother told you about what it's really like in, at, at home right now? Is it, is it like this? Is, is, are, do they feel, you know, locked down? Are they locked in place too, kind of like we yeah. are here or supposed to be here? Uh, basically, my brother um, just got home four days ago, and he was in Spain. In, in Spain, was a really crazy situation over there. It's, it's, he's saying it's unbelievable. People are getting sick. People are dying. So um, he was in quarantine for 14 days, and then when he went on the plane, um, soon as he touched, soon as he landed in Uganda, they put him again in quarantine. So he's spending um, in some hotel. All the people who, who came from different countries, they put them in hotel. Each individual has their own room and they have to stay in it for 20 days. But our country is in lockdown, our country is in lockdown too. Uh, they just changed the rules now. Nobody can go out. Only if you go to the stores, like the elderly people, they can go to store only from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. And the young people, they can go from 10 on. So, um, yeah, 
it's 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 crazy. But um, you know, we have two million people. We have around 800 infected people. But um, our country is testing everybody. So, but for sure, it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier because it's only two million people, not here like in the states, three hundred three hundred thirty million. So yeah. Coming up next. Part one of our interview, our conference call interview with Eric Spolstra. You're listening to Locked on Heat. To get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. Actually, gyms aren't an option right now. So the best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high quality at-home cycling experience at a less than half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone. Busy moms, dads, first responder, elite athletes, whatever your activity level. And with daily life and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. It's not an option right now. So with an Echelon, you can train at home, and if you aren't 100% satisfied, they'll give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for a Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-V-A to learn about their limited-time free Apple iPad and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash L-O-N-V-A. Echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-V-A. So coming up now, we've got part one of the conference call with Eric Spolstra. Again, just another good opportunity to pick his thoughts on everything as the head coach of the heat and a guy that is always so well, he always does the best that he can to look ahead, to try and plan, to try and micromanage almost not in a negative way, but just, he, he does stay on top of so many little details that this must be incredibly difficult for him. Uh, just as it is for all of us to not have any kind of sense of control. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. And so that was one of the takeaways from that interview was that, Spo, like all of us, is just kind of trying to play it by ear, trying to do everything he can to stay positive. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me was that he's actually wearing a shirt on an almost daily basis that says stay positive because it serves as a reminder to him to focus on bigger things outside of what's going on in the world around us. And I, I thought that was very interesting. He's also, from a leadership perspective, from a human perspective, staying in touch with members of the coaching staff and players. They hop on Zoom conference calls and train together, but also take the time to kind of catch up, tell jokes, crack jokes like it was a locker room. That was one of the things that I thought really stood out to me was how players are trying to stay positive. And we heard from Myers Leonard uh, during his two-part interview that he's in connection with players. We heard from Goran that he's trying to stay uh, in touch with players. And I, and I think this is a great thing that the team is trying to stay connected to everybody and just make sure that they're all doing well, that they all have kind of a, an outlet for all their pent up energy as NBA athletes. They are constantly on the go. They're so fit. They're so active and they're stuck at home. I mean, if it's affecting us, and I think for a lot of us, it is affecting us to some degree. I can only imagine how it's impacting NBA athletes that are so used to being physical, to being on the road on an almost daily basis, to training as intensely as they do. It is, it has to be an incredible challenge. So it was good for Spo to kind of talk about that and what his and the team's efforts are during this hiatus. So here's part one of our conference call with Eric Spolstra. Uh, yeah. Obviously, things are different. Um, you know, we got to go on yesterday, just kind of. Um, how the team has tried to stay connected during the stoppage. Um, and, and I, I guess from, from your view, you know, how, 
how the how the staff, how the players, the organization kind of try to stay connected through you know all this, despite you know having to isolate from one another. And we're all doing well, uh, considering everything. Uh, really, every person I talk to uh, on the coaching staff or players alike, uh, really, our thoughts are about uh, the people out there that are not as coaching as that and going through. Uh, a crisis uh, like this, um, but we're doing fine. We're making making the most of it. Uh, you know, to be frank, we're not looking for a competitive advantage. You know, with the workout and uh, connecting uh, on Zoom, uh, we're doing it really just to uh, just to have a routine and to be able to see each other's faces, uh, to be able to uh, work in uh, a workout, to be able to get some endorphins and, and you know, positive endorphins. Um, so all these things, I think, uh, have been helpful. Uh, it is unique. It's, uh, I don't think we're doing anything necessarily different than anybody else in the league. Um, but we're just trying to keep our guys engaged, try to help help them with the routines, um, you know, while we're all uh, going through this. I actually heard a phrase uh, the other day that, uh, you know, somebody said, uh, you know, try not to think of it as, as social distancing, uh, it's more physical distancing. And you really want to stay socially connected as much as possible. And it's not just our, our guys connecting with each other or with the staff. We're doing that. We can we can help with that quite a bit. Uh, but, you know, connect with your friends, your family members, uh, and maybe some people you haven't reached out to uh, in in a while. Um, and try to try to do it where you can see each other's faces. Uh, I, I really think those those types of things uh, can help. Uh, in a situation like this, it's so unique for all of us. So a couple of things. From a work standpoint, from your coaching duty standpoint right now, how are you kind of spending this time? Are you, you know, breaking down breaking down yourselves? Are you looking at potential opponents? If, if the season comes back, are you looking at potential first-round stuff? What are you doing for, I guess, the work part of life right now? So we're doing coaching staff uh, Zoom conference meetings uh, every other day. Uh, and again, the number one purpose is uh, for the routine and to connect. And then secondly, uh, to, to continue to uh, to work and, and prepare um, for the, uh, a possibility that, uh, that the season will resume. But you know, again, we think that's been helpful for, for the staff just to take, uh, you know, a handful of hours, uh, a little bit of time each day just to be able to, to focus on uh, something. Uh, and same thing with the, the video room. Uh, we tried to, to help those guys uh, stay on a little bit of routine. We're certainly not working around the clock you know, right now. Uh, I think a lot of the coaching staff, we have young families, so we're spending an inordinate amount of time, uh, you know, trying to be helpful around the household. Uh, you know, since we're gone so much during the season and we travel, that uh, this has been a new reality for, for a lot of us. Uh, and 
and like I know I can speak for for a lot of guys on, on the coaching staff. Um, yeah, I, I really am just trying to be helpful um, around the house and uh, and take a little bit of load off of my life. I'm in the news industry. We all are on this call, but so much of the news right now is bad. These are scary times. These are undefeated unknown for everybody. You have two young children. How are you handling the mental side of this? Are you kind of like tempering how much news you take in? Are you watching all of it? Yeah. Like how are you feeling? Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, that's a really good point, Tim, and that's something that we've talked about as a staff and even with our players, uh, that we've encouraged them to be up to date on the news uh, and to to check in once a day. My routine is to check in after dinner, and I usually get on my computer and watch it. a little bit of, of what's going on just uh, so I'm staying abreast of the current uh, status uh, of things. But I definitely do not try to start my day that way, and I do not obsess about it during the day. Um, I'm wearing a shirt right now uh, that I got from my friend John Gordon, who wrote the Energy Bus, but it says, Stay Positive. Uh, and so I, I wear this every other day for pretty much. I, I wash it. Then wear the, uh, the opposite uh, every other day, and it, it helps me, you know, stay focused on that. Um, you know, because this is uh, such a, an unusual, unsure time for for so many of us uh, that you really want to focus on controlling what you can control. Um, that's your positive outlook. Uh, that's spending time with the people that you love. Uh, and then also for, for us, what we've talked a lot about is trying to take care of people that uh, aren't as fortunate as us. And as you know, uh, Mickey and Madeline uh, and Harrison's family started off uh, you know, by donating uh, to Feeding South Florida. Uh, and we've really encouraged uh, our staff and players uh, to get involved with that as well, um, to be able to help people that... Uh, you know, really getting affected uh, by this uh, in a different way than, than we are. Yes, we are getting affected with it by being taken away from work and doing uh, what we love to do and our livelihood uh, at work um, and having to stay disciplined to stay at home. Um, but, you know, we still have uh, opportunities, you know, for three meals a day and and look, my, my kids are young kids under the age of two. They have no idea what's going on, and, and they just think this is a big uh, you know, party in the in the backyard every single day. Uh, so it, it is unique, and we do want um, you know our our, our team to, to be thinking of others uh, and to show empathy, you know, to, to feel that real empathy and um, and giving nature. Uh, you know, during this time, that that also can help deal with, with some potential anxiety or stress that that somebody else may be going, somebody may be going through with this. Is to focus on you know helping other people. But we are we're working, and look, uh, much of this is just to to give everybody uh, a routine and something you know to uh, to build their day around. Uh, these are not 12-hour days. 
we have, we have plenty of time uh, to prepare. We know how to grind. We know how to work. This is not what this is about. This is just about connecting, having a, a couple projects uh, to do uh, each day um, to, to be able to keep your mind uh, engaged and, and active. And we do all of our meetings on, on Zoom teleconferences, so we're able to see each other's faces. Uh, and those workouts uh, are, have that same kind of effect with the players. Um, you know, the first uh, five, ten minutes, uh, our, our guys, you know, just, you know, catching up with each other and, and you know, cracking jokes. And it's, it's like uh, they're in the locker room, you know, before practice, just messing around and, uh, you know, having fun. Uh, I think we all need a little bit more of that right now. Coming up next, part two of my conference call with Eric Spolstra. You're listening to Locked on Heat. Remember to listen to and subscribe to new and archived episodes of Locked on Heat on Himalaya, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're on iTunes, please leave a rating and review, especially if it's a good one. Here's part two of the conference call with Eric Spolstra, where he gets into some more details about how he's trying to stay positive, about different things that are going on with him and the team. Here again is Eric Spolster. Uh, I want to ask you, you know, everybody talks about kind of what's going to change uh, when this is over. And I know there's no way anybody can know because nobody knows even when it's going to be over. Uh, but do, do you think and do you sense that just people in your industry, maybe you know, people can get jaded when they get to a certain point, uh, are going to appreciate the game and all the other things that you're talking about even more than they did before? I don't know about you guys, but I've received some great phone calls and text messages and emails uh, from my network, and I've tried to do the same thing uh, to people. I, I just see, I sense a lot more gratitude uh, out there. And I do believe that when we get back to doing what we love to do, uh, that our entire industry uh, we'll have uh, some more gratitude for this beautiful game that we're involved in and that we're able to express ourselves in a competitive way uh, and make a, an occupation out of it. Uh, and I truly do hope that, you know, that, uh, you know, there won't be talk of, you know, the dog days or anything like that during the middle of an 82-game season. I think anybody would take any of those days right now. Uh, and we're, we're facing a, a new uh, normal, whatever that will be, whenever that is. And, and I think everybody's open to that, you know, right now. The league is working diligently, but you, you can't really make plans other than hypotheticals right now. Um, but I think we, you know, talking to our players, uh, and to the staff, I think everybody is, is just excited and open uh, to a new norm, a new normal, you know, whenever that whenever that happens. And, and to that end, just a quick follow here, Eric. I mean, again, so soon and we don't know, but one of the things that we've discussed uh, before sort of everything was shut down was the possibility of, of playing with no fans. And there was a lot of resistance to that at first, but even some of those who were most resistant, I think, have opened their eyes and, and you know, to, to that possibility. Have you even thought about what that would be like, coaching in an arena of 20,000 people or wherever it was uh, that used to be 20,000 people with, with nobody there? 
I, I haven't, uh, Ethan. Uh, I just know our guys are, <laughs> uh, they're itching to play so bad right now. If they could play uh, a game uh, outdoors tomorrow in front of uh, no fans, uh, but to do it competitively and, and to be able to express themselves uh, physically, uh, they would do it in a heartbeat without any hesitation. Um, if it would face them and everything, obviously. Um, so, yeah, when we first heard about it, you know, six weeks ago, that that would be a possibility. I, I think it was probably challenging for people to wrap their minds around it. Um, but now that we're a few weeks into this, uh, I think everybody's perspective changes. Uh, and you look at things from a little uh, uh, deeper view, from, from you know, 30,000 feet above, instead of right in front of you. Um, but, you know, what, what, whatever, wherever it goes, whatever happens, I think, uh, I think everybody uh, is just open to, uh, you know, a new, a new normal, at least, you know, at the beginning. Hey, Eric, it's uh, Will Manso. I'm glad to hear you and the family are doing well. Uh, I'm curious, you mentioned a little bit about the, the, the being at home and it's different for you, obviously, this time of the year. What, what has been going on? What have you been trying to fill throughout the day and helping out and being with the family and kind of activities because these days feel like they're weak sometimes during the, the, the stretch. Yeah, you know, again, when, you know, with that shirt to stay positive, uh, there have been some incredible blessings uh, for our family just uh, being around uh, much more uh, often. Uh, you know, we're able to, to spend our meals together, um, I'm able to wake my son up every single morning uh, and not be in a rush to do it. I'm able to spend time uh, with him at breakfast. I'm barbecuing uh, every single night. <laughs> I've never really been a barbecue guy. I've always been an uh, order-out, take-out restaurant guy. And now uh, I'm cooking the meals for the family, and uh, I'm fi- finding great uh, peace of mind doing that uh, every afternoon. I, For sure... I mean, we also are very fortunate to be to live in South Florida, uh, where we can be outside uh, every afternoon. I've certainly spent uh, more time in our swimming pool, my sons and, and my wife, in the last uh, ten days than I have in a pool in the last ten years, without a doubt. And so that's probably uh, a wake-up call for me, <laughs> yeah, personally. Uh, but I also view it as a, as a blessing while we're all going through this, uh, and, and we all, um, you know, I, I think getting out of ourselves and thinking of other people, uh, but also in our own worlds, you can see, uh, you know, how there can be some, some, uh, some blessings out of this, uh, you know, to, to help you look at things with a different perspective and a different lens. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I, if I could just one more quick thing, and that's from a basketball perspective. And I know, you know, the guys have mentioned this is impossible to predict, but are you in the, in the frame of mind that there will be more seasons, whether it be a, you know, postseason or some sort of version of the regular season still to come? Or how do you kind of wrap your mind around that daily, not just knowing what's going to happen? Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not really even going there well. Uh, I'm just focused on trying to uh, connect our coaching staff and our players daily. But I feel that that's 
one of my main priorities uh, as the head coach of this team right now. Uh, that's something that I can control, uh, and that's something uh, that I think it has been very helpful uh, for our group uh, mentally and emotionally, uh, and there is a physical benefit from that also uh, with those workouts. Uh, but certainly with the routine and, and having something to look forward to the next day and to have on the calendar, uh, I think is something uh, is, is what all of us, that's all we can focus on right now. Uh, and so maybe everything, you know, has just gone too fast for, for all of us. This, this is forcing us to live in the present moment probably as much as anything ever has. So there you have it. Conference calls with Goran Dragic, conference call with Eric Spolstra. Great audio, great insight, I think, from both men, and something that it looks like the team is going to be continuing to do. So hopefully this format wasn't too difficult. I, I, I wasn't ideal, and I, I, I'm sorry about that. I wish there was a way that I could record these conversations a little bit more effectively so that the audio comes through a little bit more well, cleanly. And I, I do apologize for that. There's not much I could have done given the circumstances. It looks like we're eventually going to be able to do these calls uh, via some other kind of format, and hopefully we'll get a little bit cleaner audio. And if we do have these conversations in the future with other players, other personnel from the team, I think it'll be great. And hopefully it'll continue to, to keep all of us involved about the NBA, the game that we love so much. So thank you so much for listening. You can always connect with me on Twitter using the hashtag AskLOHeat or email me at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com. I'm David Rommel signing off, and thanking you as always for your support.